to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano. Diawara Day, Spinazzola, Luca Pellegrini. It's been a absolutely chaotic 48 hours since the last episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Roma Press Podcast. I hope you are all doing very, very well. As always, I'm just going to get right into it with Andy as he and I react to the latest news of uh, Amadou Diawara signing his contract with Roma, uh, Leonardo Spinazzola joining Roma, Luca Pellegrini leaving Roma. It's been an absolutely chaotic last couple of days. So thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for reading the website. The amount of traction we've been getting this week has been absolutely incredible. Um, Before I bring Andy on, though, I have to mention two of our newest patrons over at Patreon. If you would like to join them, get early access to the podcast, receive extra episodes of the podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash Roma press or you can go to the support page at the top of romapress.net and a big thank you to our two newest patrons over at patreon matt who you can find on twitter at mfalcona13 so that's at m-f-a-l-c-o-n-a-1-3 and also jerry who you can find on Twitter at J Mancini and the number eight. So that's J M A N C I N I and the number eight. Jerry, Matt, thank you both so, 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 so much for your support. Without you guys, none of this is possible. The website, the podcast. So thank you so much for supporting our endeavors here. It is greatly appreciated. So, not going to waste any time. Here is Andy as he and I discuss the latest happenings in the transfer market, uh, primarily Diawara, Spinazzola, Pellegrini. We also talk a little bit about uh, Gonzalo Higuain, Mark Batra. There's a lot in this episode. So here is Andy now. All right, Andy, we are back. And in the last two episodes, I lamented the fact that Roma were really moving kind of slow during this transfer market well all it took was just a few days and wow I don't know I don't even know where to start so I mean the shock news of the day is uh Roma selling Luca Pellegrini who is somebody I said I would be very upset if they decided to sell uh they are sending him to Juventus in exchange for Spinazzola this was a very big surprise so what is your initial thoughts just on this operation well, on this operation, I'll, I'll, I'll say that I, I knew there was some truth to those rumors. And uh, we knew that you've uh, liked Pellegrini. My initial reaction is I'm not so much upset at the, um, at the player I'm getting. I'm upset at the figures I'm seeing. I'm upset at the fact that Spinazzola is going to make 3 million uh, euros uh, uh and at Roma, uh, that's something that Roma can do, and 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 said they cannot do. But here they are; they are doing it. Um, and the fact that you're also paying for him that much—I uh, mean, I think it's what Pellegrini plus ten million. I think that's a stretch for a player that unfortunately hasn't been able to play. I think uh, thirty games in the last two years. Um, so that's my initial reaction. 
but but this was something in the air remember i told you on on i think two weeks ago or something like that i said the, if i had to choose the odd man out is luca pellegrini among the youngsters yeah you called it and just so everybody can understand sort of the background behind this i i know on the surface it looks like uh roma are just getting spinazzola and sending 10 million euros to juventus and getting Spinazzola in return. But from an accounting standpoint, that's not how it works. This is just two different operations. So we all talked about how Roma needed 45 million euros before the 30th of June. They got 30 million euros in plus Valenza from the operation involving Manolas. And then they sold Andrea uh, Romagnoli, a, a, a young goalkeeper, they sold him to to a Russian side for two and a half million euros of plus Valenza. Uh, so in this in this case, uh, it's going to be two separate operations. Uh, Roma uh, are going to give a 15 million euros valuation to Luca Pellegrini, and that's more or less all plus Valenza because he grew up in uh, in the academy. He's their player. Um, they didn't really pay a fee for him, so. Uh, Roma have achieved their goal of getting that 45 million euros of plus Valenza before the end of the month. So that's a good thing. Um, I wonder, though, Andy, if we're in this position, had Stefan El Shadawi accepted the move to China? No, absolutely not. I don't believe that. I, I believe that. The, the fact that uh, El Shirawi uh, decided not to go, the fact that they couldn't find a, 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 an appropriate deal for a garrison who, by the way, refused a, yet another destination. Um, I don't know what's the matter with this kid. It's unbelievable. And, uh, and yeah, and then the difficulties of, of sort of getting rid of Jekyll. Uh, I, I, I can bet my everything that... Uh, Luca Pellegrini would still be here now. Now, I'm not saying that we wouldn't have sold him, but I, I think this was a desperation move. I feel like this is the desperation move that st stemmed from the fact that, surprisingly, oddly enough, El Shrawi said no to those 16 million euros from China. Um, so there you have it. I mean, we've reached our goal, uh, but this is... This is not the way to go, and I'm, I just—I don't even mean it for Roma. I just mean Italian football. I mean, you're seeing all sorts of movements. Uh, even the fact with the, you know, this whole thing with Manolas, uh, Diawara, two separate operations. Then you look at what Inter are doing with their youngsters. I—I uh, I just don't see a, a bright future in this. So I want to talk about a tweet that our good friend Sandro Austini put out. And we had a couple of people in the um, in this WhatsApp group for our, our wonderful patrons at Patreon. One of them asked what he was trying to say, and he's right. He uh, Sanzaro put out a tweet that said more or less, uh, "Roma they earned uh, 120 million euros from uh, from all these player sales. They earned." Um, roughly 70 million euros between tickets and UEFA prize money. Um, given that this financial fair play requires a break-even rule, Andy, I mean, how, how, do they how do they duplicate that? I mean, that seems incredibly difficult, especially with no Champions League. Yeah, I mean, this is... I don't know. I don't... It, it, it seems like it's 
this is not a situation that you want to be in. And this is not a situation. I don't see Roma coping with this. I just don't. I, it seems like this can end very badly because you're just you're just going to fall into this. Well, let's call it debt. And and I think this can be too overwhelming for for a club like Roma. And and you know, and a lot of people don't see the reason as to why a stadium needs to be built. A lot of people, and I'm not saying all of Roma fans, but there are some Roma fans, especially in Rome, local Roma fans, who see the stadium as something to sort of like an achievement just for Palotta, like something that Palotta would build for himself, that they don't like that because it would it would represent Palotta more than anything else. But a stadium is what keeps, uh, what, what's given Juve such a boost. Uh, uh, a stadium is an extremely important factor for a club like Roma that is struggling, literally struggling to survive. A stadium would be vitally important. We see on days like today just how key those figures that Roma could potentially earn from stadium revenue Look at today. I mean, is it any more obvious at how badly this team needs a stadium? So I, I don't know where things stand with the stadium. I mean, that 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 is something we could go into, and it would take hours to try and understand why it's taken so long. But the truth of the matter is they do need a stadium. And I don't know about you, but it just feels like they're in this never-ending cycle almost of having to do this summer after summer after summer. And I can absolutely, unequivocally understand a lot of the supporters who get tired of this. No, I mean, even us here. I mean, we're tired of it. Right. We, I'm, t- I'm tired, but I also see a lot of misinformation. I see a lot of fans saying, well, this is all Monchi's fault. Well, no, Monchi's fault was actually raising the salaries, uh, uh, just elevating the costs. But but this was something that was in place way before Monchi arrived. This was uh, during the time of Sabatini, and and it's been something that we 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 have been forced to do. And um, and then I see also the fa- the fans that say, okay, well let's let's do like Inter, let's inflate those plus valences, let's you know just make those sort of deals with uh, with Genoa and. All those other teams, but as Austini says, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you still need to respect the rules. It's not, it's not Roma who are making the mistakes. It's, it's, it's this whole system, the the, the rules that force clubs like Roma to to struggle uh, year in, year in, year out, and and you know, and this is just, I think this is getting out of control. Um, and it's not because only of this deal. It's because I, I'm seeing all these movements, whatever other teams are doing, uh, and it's it's not healthy. And it's not healthy. And you know, it also is a testament as to why a team like Juve have managed to succeed. Nothing. I don't take anything away from Juve because they've been far far the better team. But there is there must be something if if Juve have just been so consistent in everything they've done so far. And the other clubs haven't. Yeah, I mean, the thing that most bothers me is, and I lamented this in a previous episode, that there is just this huge lack of clarity and understanding between or with this financial fair play that 
it does seem like there is only a certain group of clubs that choose and willingly follow the rules that are outlined within this measure, and it seems like Roma are one of them. So I don't know where they go from here, how this cycle ends. Obviously, the stadium is the biggest factor in all of this. There's no doubting that. I just wish there was some more clarity around this financial fair play because, as you just mentioned, I mean, we're seeing it season after season, summer after summer in Italy now, where it just seems like these clubs are uh, creating these fake plus valenza, and it's 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 happening within Italy, and it's getting outrageous. I don't know how the system can continue as such. So something's going to have to change, but. Let's move on real quick to so some some might view it as bad news. It, it depends on your uh, on your mindset. But uh, Costas Manolas is leaving, obviously. Uh, Amadou Diawara, as the time we record this, uh, just under an hour ago, uh, his agents uh, Jerry Pigolillo and uh, Daniele Pirano. They met with Petraki for almost two hours, and they reached an agreement on a five-year contract. Uh, now, Roma are going to pay right around 19 million euros for Diawara, whereas Manolas is going to be sold for 34 million euros. So I know we can lament and get upset over this Luca Pellegrini business, but from a pure Diawara standpoint, happy about this? Yes, I'm. I'm happy because I, I told you. I, you know, this. <laughs> you grow to expect certain things. I, I, I expected Manolas uh, leaving. Um, I, I like Diawara. I, I like what he brings to the table. I understand he's been uh, benched for the past couple of seasons, but he still performed when he was called upon at, uh, in Napoli. Um, now I'm, I'm curious to see what the contract figures are. Uh, I know he signed on for five years, but I'm curious to see what he will make because I've been hearing different things, something around what nine, 1.9 million or. Yeah. So he currently earns right around 700,000 euros, but he had a bumper. But, but that is weird, right? Because it, it grows every year, I think. No. Right. So he has an annual bumper in his contract that gives him a, a very small and modest pay rise every single season uh for this upcoming season it was slated to be nine hundred thousand euros um i i can't um i gotta be careful here with this so uh i can't disclose names but um i mean anybody who's been following the website knows uh, i've been talking to someone close to diawara so it's a five-year contract um when i asked the figures of the pay they did not want to disclose that to me or um, good friend Phil Biafora, we've been sort of doing this thing together uh, on Diawara. I asked if it was 2.2 million euros, which is one of the figures we saw, and all this person said was no. I believe it's going to be 1.8, 1.9, as you stated. Um, maybe small bonus in there, very small. But, I mean, to go from 900,000 euros to 1.8, 1.9, uh, that's a pretty handsome uh, raise in wages. And, Daddy, we, we just talked about it a minute ago, but uh, do we want to talk about what Spinazzola was 1.7 at Juve before? 1.7, no? Something like that? Uh, yeah, 1.7, and he's going to be handed three at Roma. With so, bonus, yes. 
with bonus. So the whole point of this the whole point of this summer was for Pataki to lower the cost of the team. Uh, now, obviously, you have uh, Jekyll going out. You have Inzonzi uh, going out. You have Dedalsi already out. So those are three of the 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 three of the larger earners. Yep. Uh, I, I I have to say though, I'm surprised by some of the contracts they are giving some of these guys. No, aren't you? But, yes, I'm surprised. But that's it's. I don't know. It, that's what that's what bothers me is that it seems like you were so desperate to to get that plus Valenza that you just had to accommodate uh, whatever demands uh, there were. It's like I don't know. It, it seems like anybody who comes to Roma is being is being given a, a, a huge contract just from the get go. Just oh, you want to sign for us? Here it is. So again, I'm not. I, I rate Spinazzola. I remember in the 16-17 season, he was fantastic. And that was his best season played, I think, 32 games, something like that, um, as a starter. Uh, but then he uh, he tore his ACL, and it was just – and then he sort of fell off the radar. But I, I still rate him. So I don't have a problem with the player himself. I just have a problem with these figures because it seems like this was such a desperation move that Roma just said, you know what, just give us the contract – these are the figures you're okay to go it's very confusing it's very very confusing and as you and i mentioned a little bit ago i mean i i I wonder if this deal even happens if stefano shadawi accepts a move to china because i don't think it does you don't think it does no i don't Uh, think so i think if 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 el shadawi had gone to china i think roma would have had maybe more time more leverage to to sort of get a better deal but and I certainly don't think it would it would have happened now. I have to say the the pace at which these operations are happening is pretty surprising. I, I'm I'm very shocked at how quickly all of this has just come together. Well, we, we rem- let's remember who who Pellegrini's agent is. It is the uh, it is the famed uh, Raiola cousins uh mino and vincenzo now a lot of people are saying this has raiola's fingerprints all over it now many will forget this but uh they did sign a renewal with roma just uh two seasons ago i mean he he could have placed him at several clubs because i can tell you unequivocally juve wanted him uh psg wanted him but but also also remember when he when he signed that contract how much he was making and he hadn't played even one single game as a, 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 in in the grown-ups i mean he was just a primavera player making that much money very true and i think he showed enough while on loan with Cagliari to maybe reignite that interest i don't know uh, from a Roma standpoint, just I'm not even talking from the from the on the pitch point of view. Just from a pure financial standpoint, I don't really know how this makes any sense for Roma. I'm confused by it. Uh, I, I, a lot of people though seem to be divided on it. I mean, there's no escaping the injury history, right? I mean, for me, uh, especially after ha- what happened with Javier Pastore this past season, I feel like that's one of the most main concerns you have to worry about when bringing in a new player now no yes and especially considering the the sort of i mean this spinazzola deal certainly pushes out carstorp i uh, i think i think this is it for carstorp if spinazzola comes in but that's another thing is that you're bringing in a player who has 
who's who's a strong player and he's a good player, like just like Karsdorp when he arrived. But you're taking someone who's had well not a history of injuries because the major injury was that just that uh, torn ACL. Um, but it's just that he's fallen off the radar and never sort of found back the rhythm that he had at Atalanta uh, under Allegri. So it's 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 risky, especially in that role, uh, because we have fullbacks, one aging fullback in Kolarov, and we have fullbacks who are injury prone, like Garsdorp and 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 uh, and Santon. And then we have Florenzi, who is sort of in the middle of the road. Um, and but, but if we're talking from a technical standpoint, I think uh, Spinazzola is excellent for, for Fonseca. I think that's he, – he certainly brings much, much better defensive coverage than Florenzi, say, or, or even Kolarov. But he's equally good or even better than Florenzi, I would say, going forward. So – it's. I wouldn't call it a, a, as big of a risk as Pastore, but giving that sort of contract in this situation to a player like Spinazzola, who is good, but we're not. We're. I mean, is he worth three million euros? I. I don't know. I don't know either. Um, now, talking about it from an on the pitch standpoint, I mean, do you think? Obviously, we know that Fonseca likes to play with four at the back. Do you think maybe this pushes Kolarov uh, centrally? Oh, jeez, uh, I, I I don't know. This is a this is a good question. I mean, we are we are we are we are hearing that Roma already have some sort of. I mean, these are just rumors for now, but some sort of uh, deal with um, a Romanian uh, defender uh, from the the Russian league. I don't know if you've heard of that. Um, I, I saw that. Um, I'll give you five euros if you can pronounce yeah, that. Yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can't. I can't. But, but it seems like that already means that there's going to be some serious movement uh, in, in the defensive spot. I don't know if Kolarov can do it. Um, I'm excited about, I don't know, maybe you, you were planning on talking about this, probably you were, uh, about Bartra. Um, considering that's a defender I think suits uh, Fonseca very well. So I did want to go there next. He's the name we've been hearing most, uh, along with his, uh, along with his teammate Paulo Lopez for the goal. But I just want to talk about Batra for this moment. He is a guy who, really, for me, he, I when I googled him a little bit, um, I was shocked to see that he and Manolas are somehow very close in age. I think a lot of us, maybe it's just me because I feel old at times. Uh, I still feel like Batra should be. 22 years old and at Barcelona still. He's a very curious player, though, because he obviously moved on from Spain to get more playing time in Germany. He didn't spend much time in Germany, uh, moved back to Spain uh, at uh, Betis. So is he a guy you like? Um, I mean, for Fonseca's system, he certainly seems to be a good fit. He's good on the ball. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I uh, if I like, if I like, I like the idea of getting someone like Bartra for the right price. I like Bartra. Um, the thing is, is that he is a very good defender with the ball at his feet. That that he is very good. You can even see some some of the games he played, even at. Borussia, um, where, which is where I really saw him playing uh, sort of regularly, um, 
he would just he's the type of player I'm not going to say uh, like Bonucci but similar he's of the two he is the one who sets up the action who dares to move forward with the ball um, who can make some interesting passes forward so so that's him but defensively he is um, not the best the, needs a, a really good marker I I, I would have been interested in seeing actually him with Manolas. I think th- those two would have complemented each other. But aside from that, um, I would be happy with him at the right price. Um, but I cannot see him. To be honest, it, it means that somebody else must be also on the radar. And we've heard from uh, uh, Filippo Biafora that Mancini uh, was close or was on the radar. Um, but certainly Bartra has to mean that you are not going to start either Fazio or Juan Jesus. You just cannot. That would be a disastrous duo. I mean, I still think it's a risk. I mean, where do you stand with Fazio? I mean, are you are we willing to give him another chance? Um, I was going through our uh, some of our episodes previously, and he was so bad. But he obviously changed it with Ranieri. But it's it, it's it's really difficult for me to accept. Fazio having an I can, I, I, no, no, do you disagree I, with that? You think no, he can I can, come I, good? Can, I can accept him playing against uh, Bulgarian farmers in the European, uh, in the Europe, Europa League. I can, <laughs> I can dig that. I mean, I, I, you know, I can, I can understand that. I can see him playing against uh, Luxembourgish bankers. Uh, I can uh, see him playing against Greek fishermen. Um, definitely not a, a, a starting material player anymore. Uh, and if you're going to bring bring in Bartra, who is is uh, has trouble marking uh, and is not the quickest of players with Fazio, um, you just cannot do that. You you cannot do that. Uh, you can you can have him as a backup, but it means that you have to invest smartly in in a in a good man marker. I mean, the thing for me as well is the rumored price we're seeing for Bartra is 25 million euros. I mean, if that is done, uh, to me, uh, almost without question, somebody else has to move. And I don't know who that would be. Uh, Corriere dello Sport said today that Zaniolo is going to stay. But uh, certainly, I mean, Jekyll is obviously going to go on the move. We know that. But. I mean, if they're spending 25 million euros on a defender, another 20 to 25 on a goalkeeper, from an accounting standpoint, I don't know where does that come from. Right. Well, uh, <laughs> I listen. There, there are rumors. There are rumors, and uh, there are rumors that you know Zaniolo certainly will meet with. Uh, I mean, I don't know who 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 deals. I, the I, Zaniolo's agent will meet eventually with Petrarchi, but. There are rumors, and especially now Matteo De Santis from uh, La Stampa uh, uh, reported that there is some truth to to another deal with Juve or talks ongoing with Juve because, as I said, and we all know it, Juve likes Zaniolo. So, and and Zaniolo means a lot of money, a lot of money b- brought in. So. You know, this is. I think it's still early to 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 say these things. Will he renew? Will he stay? Will he be sold? Who will come in? It's. Um, I think th- these next two days will be super hot uh, uh, with the players leaving mostly. Um, 
and you know and then you have to i mean aside from the big time players you need to get rid of the dead weight somehow um you know a guy like marcano filippo biafra reported that porto is interested in getting him back maybe valencia so and then and then there is Defrel, who believe it or not is well liked by a lot of clubs in the Serie A and can be inserted in many interesting deals uh the one most rumored is the one with Barella now you just mentioned uh DeSantis and some of his reporting um one name we did not touch upon that has really just gained a lot of steam within these last 48 hours. <sighs> Gonzalo Higuaín. <laughs> so I'll just throw it over to you because, I, I mean, my pause and my lack of words, I think, says everything. I I, I mean, I, I feel like he's just a finished player. I, I really do. I, but maybe you disagree. Um, what do you think? I mean, how can you not say that he is a finished player after having witnessed sort of the, the drama that occurred this season? I would say... If you if you had told me this after his two seasons or whatever it was, I think two seasons at Juve, I would have said, no, you're wrong. I don't think he's a Finnish player because uh, the, the Higuain at Juve, I still saw a, a player that I liked and a player that could be very good and very important in, in numer- on numerous occasions. Um, first of all, I think he needs the right context. He's a player also, I mean, if <laughs> if we are, if we're, uh, complaining about Jeko's um, mood swings. Oh boy, uh, Higuain is is just as bad. The, 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 this is a, this is a player who's very sort of moody. Uh, he's like a big baby. He needs to be encouraged at all times. If something doesn't go his way, then he just shuts himself off. And you know, uh, I think. I, I would be. I. I don't like this deal. I wouldn't want to see the Higuain I, I saw last year at my club. Um, although I think he he's always been a very special player. Uh, he, uh, Napoli was fantastic, as I said. Juve was he was very good. I think. Um, but 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 I think a lot will depend. Then the, obviously there is the the whole the, the amount he's making. I mean, how Roma can't afford that. You cannot tell me. Okay, I understand they can afford Spinazzola at three, but I, I cannot see Higuain making the kind of money he is making now at Roma, um, first and foremost. And then I think a lot will depend on Fonseca. I think this is a coach that is, oh, is, it seems like he's the coach who can boost players. And, and he, even from his interviews, it seems like he's a coach who puts a lot of confidence in his players. And, and he's a coach who will believe in his players no matter what. So that's my say. If I think a lot of players will come in that people will have negative things to say about, or maybe will sort of be on the verge of, ah, I don't know if I want him. Or I think... Yes, that will most likely happen. A lot of players that will come in will not be sort of seen as uh, satisfactory pieces. But I think with with this coach, anything is possible and a lot will depend on him. I mean, when when it comes to Higuain, the first thing we have to talk about is, I mean, the wages. Eight to nine million net per season. Uh, That is double Roma's highest earner, which is Dzeko. So... (laughs) I don't know how they would make that work. Uh, I can't imagine that Aroma would 
do a, a, a paid loan. I can't imagine that Roma would pay for all of his wages. So there would have to be some sort of compromise there uh, with Juve because it, there's just there's no way Roma can afford that, none whatsoever. Um, all right, so we've got Manolas out. We've got Dzeko on his way out. We've got Luca Pellegrini on his way out. We've got Diawara in, Spinazzola in. I mean, how are you feeling now? Um, good, bad, indifferent. Uh, after these moves, now we know this is just a start, but after these moves on their own, how would you rate this market? Do you mean, do you mean right now? Like up to this point or after right, it all right happens? Right now at this, at this moment, not not considering other things that will happen and probably will happen. Um, I mean, we can we can speculate, but ju- just on the moves that have been made to date. I think I think I would give it a six point five, and and that uh, because because you managed to do to do the job that you were supposed to do, which was the plus Valencia. To me, that is what matters before uh, June thirtieth, um, and you didn't do anything surprising to me aside from uh, the the surprising Pellegrini Spinazzola deal. Um, uh, it, to me, it would have been, truth be told, it would have been a seven had had uh, had El Shirawi accepted that money, and perhaps this this deal with Pellegrini wouldn't have gone through. Um, but it, it is what it is. I I think you you had one objective until uh, June thirtieth, and we kept talking about you know oh it doesn't look likely, it's it, it's not looking good. When are Roma going to move? Well, they moved, and I like that. They sort of are trying to do the things that, you know, things like getting rid of Garrison, finding him a nice, comfortable destination where he will, I don't know, just bugger off because I'm tired of him. Uh, and, and you know, addressing all the small issues that needed to be addressed, addressing the big issues such as uh, Costas potentially leaving, Jacob potentially leaving, so... I, to me, I'm satisfied. I'm not happy. I'm satisfied. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, from my standpoint, I might be a little lower than you, maybe a five and a half, six, because I said from the beginning that I had no interest in selling Luca Pellegrini, and I, w- I would be a little upset if that were to happen, and it, that looks like it is going to happen. So from that standpoint, I am not happy. Spinazzola, he has the injury problems. He has the injury history. Uh, when it's the knee, it's always a worry, in my opinion. But who knows? He could prove us wrong. But then when you factor in the wages as well, I, I don't know if this was the, the best move. But again, you had the move of El Shadawi to China collapse. You had the move of uh, Gerson to Genoa collapse. So Roma's hand were forced a little bit here. They they had to make the 45 million uh, euros of Plus Valenza before the 30th of June. And... They accomplished that, and they probably did it in the manner in which they did not want to, but they did so. Um, I'm very happy about the move of Diawara. I wanted him at Roma ever since he was at Bologna, and I was devastated when they didn't close the deal for him in the summer of 2016. So I think that's a very good move. Uh, He has the qualities that nobody else in the Roma midfield currently possesses, so I think that's a very, very, very strong acquisition. Uh, so we will see what happens in the coming days. It's clear that Roma aren't done, so I do think we will see more uh, in the weekend. But we will we will see who that ultimately ends up being. So 
just like the last episode, we're going to end it there. Not a very long one. We just wanted to get a reaction out there in regards to the, the news that has happened today in this very, very crazy transfer market day. So that's where we will end it, everybody. As always, thank you so, so much for listening. And until next time, ciao.